0: Hi, this is Pastor Jeff, and I just want to take a moment to thank you for subscribing to our podcast. Hey, if these resources have been a blessing to you, would you please consider supporting us so we can continue to be here and reach even more people for Christ? Look for the donate link right here on your podcast player. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed today's message. God bless you
1: merry christmas and welcome to from his heart with pastor jeff shreve as we celebrate the birth of our savior and lord jesus christ today we'll explore the significance and power we find in the meaning of emmanuel god with us
0: your Bible, please turn to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. We have been in a series for Christmas entitled, The Dividing Line, A Baby Changes Everything. And today we want to look at the meaning of Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse 18. The scripture says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. Surely she had to be immoral because how does one get pregnant? Says in verse 20 But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took her as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. What's Christmas all about? Is it about family get-togethers and being together? Jimmy Kimmel said this, Christmas is that time of year when all the family gets together in one place to look at their cell phones. That is Christmas. And uh, so, what is Christmas all about? What is the true meaning of Christmas? Well, I contend that the true meaning of Christmas is one prophecy, one Old Testament prophecy, one verse... One name, the name Emmanuel. And the name Emmanuel, we don't have to wonder what that means. The name Emmanuel, the definition is given to us, Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Now we think about that, Emmanuel, we've been singing about Emmanuel, God with us. And many of us, we, we could answer that if we were on jeopardy. What does Emmanuel mean? We could get that right. But many of us don't see the deeper meaning. What does it mean? Not just what is the name translated, which means God with us, but what does that mean that God is with us? What does it mean at Christmas time that God came to be with us? So I wanna share today about three wonderful discoveries from the name Emmanuel. What does the name really mean for us? We know uh, what the Scripture says, and we know what it meant to Joseph. What does it mean for us today? Discovery number one, the name Emmanuel means God has addressed our greatest fear. It means that God has addressed our greatest fear. Now, fear is something that all of us deal with. And in this room, we have lots of different fears. And many of us share the same fears, but there are lots of different fears. And and sometimes a fear can really kick into overdrive and it becomes a phobia. And there are lots of of fears like that where you're just deathly afraid of things. The greatest fear is called fear. Isolophobia, it's the fear of being alone. That is man's greatest fear, to be alone. Emmanuel means God is with us. And God is with us, that speaks to our greatest fear, the fear of being alone. God is with us in the person of Jesus. Now, Joseph, he's he's engaged to Mary. They're not married yet. They're just engaged, and an engagement different from today where you get engaged and you can break up. If you got engaged, you had to divorce. If you were not going to follow through on the marriage, you had to get divorced. Now, he had never been with Mary, never had touched Mary in a physical way, in a sexual way, but Mary comes up and she says, Joseph, I'm pregnant, I'm with child, but it's not what you think. It's of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph loved Mary and wanted to believe Mary. But how do you believe that story? How could you possibly believe that? And he, he couldn't believe it. He just said, I want to believe it, I can't believe it, and and I can't marry you. I'm a righteous person, I can't marry you because you've been unfaithful in our betrothal period, so I'm going to have to put you away. I don't want to disgrace you publicly. I don't want to bring you up in front of the whole town and say, uh, this is Hester Prynne, put a big scarlet A on our chest. I don't want to do that, so I'm going to put you away secretly. And that's when the Lord sent the angel in Joseph's dream to say, no, 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 this child Is from the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus, God with us, he is the Son of Mary and the Son of God. He is the God man. Son of Mary, so he's human. Son of God, so he's divine. And the scripture says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. You'll call his name Emmanuel. He will be Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And that means that he's gonna be with us in the most difficult times that we'll ever face in life. The Lord says in Isaiah 43, verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Psalm 23, one of the most famous psalms in all of the the, the Bible where David said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that is the worst that you can possibly go through, the valley of the shadow of death. Even though I, go, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Hebrews chapter 13, the Lord says this, let your character be free from the love of money, being content with what you have, for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, that's what he has said, so that we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? The Lord has said, I will never leave you. In the Greek construction of Hebrews 13:5, five, five, negatives, the Lord says this, I will not, never, never desert you. I will not, never forsake you. Well, that's bad English, but it's great theology, and God is saying in such strong terms, you can trust me. I will be with you, and I will not fail you, and I will not forsake you. So, Emmanuel means God with us, but what does that mean? What's the deeper meaning? What does that say to us today? That says that God has addressed our greatest fear, the fear of being alone. Second discovery, Emmanuel means that God has addressed not only our greatest fear, but our greatest need. Our greatest need. See, your need, greatest need, my greatest need, our greatest need, Joseph's greatest need, Mary's greatest need, uh, Simeon's greatest need, Anna's greatest need, John the Baptist's greatest need, Elizabeth's greatest need, Zacharias' greatest need. We all have the same greatest need because we all have the same greatest problem, and that greatest problem is sin. Romans 3:23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of sin falls short of the glory of God. You say, well, what, what's, what's so bad about that? The wages of sin is death. That's what's so bad about that. We're all sinners, and what happens to sinners? They die. And what happens when you die? It's not just your body dies, it's you're separated from God forever, you're, you, you experience your greatest fear, and that is isolation and alone, away from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his power. Hey, we are in trouble. And so, Emmanuel is here. Jesus came to be with us, and he came to be for us, and he came to die for us. That is the reason that he came, to die for us on the cross. He was born to die. As I told you a week or so ago, when they gave Jesus the gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, gold is the gift of a king, frankincense is the gift of a priest, and myrrh, that aromatic spice that they used in burial, that's the gift for a savior. That's a strange gift to give a baby is myrrh. But they gave it to him. Why? Because it foreshadowed the fact that he was going to die for the people. He was born, as the song says, in the shadow of a tree. The shadow of a tree ever-present was the knowledge he would be hanging on a tree, the tree of Calvary. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That's why he came. He came to die on the cross for you and for me. So, our greatest need is salvation. And the Lord came to be with us so that he could die for us, so that he could save us from our sins. To save us from our sins. You shall call his name Jesus. Jesus... Yeshua is the Greek form of the Hebrew, Jehoshua, which is shortened to be Joshua, and that name means Yahweh saves. Call his name Yahweh saves. Jesus, why? Because it is he who will save his people from their sins. God is with us, So God could be for us, so he could pay the price for us, so that we could be saved. Emmanuel, that means God has addressed our greatest fear. It means God has addressed our greatest need. And thirdly and finally, it means God has addressed our greatest blessing. Our greatest blessing. You say, well, what's the greatest blessing? I mean, the greatest blessing is is God is with us to uh, address our greatest fear. That would be the greatest blessing. No, that's a great blessing. That's not our greatest blessing. You say, well, then it would be point number two, that God has addressed our greatest need. That's our greatest blessing, that Jesus died for our sins, according to the Scriptures that He's raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. That's the greatest blessing. That is a great, great blessing. That's not the greatest blessing. You say, well, what's the greatest blessing? The greatest blessing is that the God who is with you, the God who is for you, wants to be the God who lives in you. That's the greatest blessing at all, of all, that God would come to live inside of us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 in the Good News Bible says this, and the secret, the mystery is that Christ is in you, which means that you will share in the glory of God. Can you imagine that God, the great eternal God, heaven, not even the highest heavens, can contain God, yet he would come to live inside a man, a woman, a boy, or girl who is a sinner, but a sinner who recognized, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior, and I put my faith and trust in the Savior, and what happens? Then the god of the universe comes to live inside see every christian has the holy spirit living within that is the greatest of all that god would live inside of you and me ephesians 1 says this in him in jesus you also after listening to the message of truth the gospel of your salvation having also believed you hear it you're convicted and then you believe you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. Years ago, I preached uh, on that passage. I called it the evolution of salvation. What is the evolution of salvation? In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, you hear the truth, the gospel of your, uh, gospel of your salvation, having also believed You hear it, you're convicted over your sin, you believe, you put your faith and trust in Jesus, then what happens? You're sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. God, uh, the Lord Jesus, comes into your life through the person of the Holy Spirit, and he comes in to live inside of you, and you're sealed in him. God has given us his Holy Spirit He's given us himself. We're partakers of the divine nature. And he says, if I were to renege on my promise to take you to heaven, I would lose my Holy Spirit. Well, that isn't going to happen. So the Holy Spirit is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. See, we are saved. We have been saved, that's justification, that's the moment you receive Christ, he comes in your life, you're saved, you're being saved, you're in the process of being saved, that's called sanctification, where the Lord is working on you, and that happens inside in your mind, will, and emotions. Your justification happens immediately in your spirit, sanctification happens progressively in your soul, in your mind, will, and emotions, and then one day, God is gonna save you, he's gonna save your body and give you a brand new body. And we know that that is going to happen with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit living within, sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now, it gets even better, and this is something that many of us don't think about, but here is the reality. Because we have the Holy Spirit living within as those who have trusted Christ As Savior and Lord, every Christian becomes the Holy of Holies. Every Christian, you become the temple of the living God. The Holy of Holies is inside because the Lord lives inside. Paul said to the Corinthians, Corinthians, who were struggling with all sorts of sins, he says, flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple, is a naos, is the holy of holies, of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies." When Jesus died on the cross, what happened? The veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and now there is access to God. And here's the thing. Your body, when you receive Christ, he comes in through the person of the Holy Spirit, and you become the holy of holies. Flee immorality. Every other sin a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man, what does he do? He sins against his own body. How do you sin against your own body? Because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Emmanuel, God with us. God came to be with us so that he could die for us, so that he could come and live inside of us and one day take us to heaven. Now, think about Mary. She gets the news you're going to have the Christ child. She is pregnant. She conceives by the Holy Spirit. She has the Son of God growing inside her womb. And every time he moves, she is reminded, the Son of God lives inside of me. Every time he moves. Can you imagine how that just blew her away? That was just the most wonderful thing. God in human flesh lives inside me. That's true for every Christian. God lives inside of you. And as John the Baptist says, he must increase and I must decrease, and there'll be more of Jesus so people see Jesus and not me. We lose sight of how awesome it is to be a child of the King. We, we love to sing Emmanuel, but we don't know and we don't really understand the deeper meanings of that. He came, why? Because he wants to address your deepest fear. He wants to address your deepest need. He wants to give you the greatest blessing of all, that he would live inside of you. And so that you would know, lo, he is with me always, even to the end of the age. And he's not come alongside of me. He lives inside of me. And he changes me from the inside out. Listen, lots of people have religion. What is religion? Religion is you gritting your teeth and trying so hard. I'm going to do this thing called Christianity. I'm going to clean the outside of the cup and of the dish. And it's a waste of time. Christianity is when you understand, I can't do this. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? I can't do this. Woe is me, for I am undone. You cry out to God, and he sees you in your sin and in your repentance and in your faith, and he comes comes inside of you, and he sets up shop in you, and he changes you from the inside out. That's Christianity. That's what people desperately need. I don't know where you are today, but I want to tell you. When the angel came to the shepherds and said, Behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That is good news of a great joy if you receive it. If you ignore it or if you reject it, you have taken life's greatest opportunity and thrown it in the trash. And you'll miss out on all that could have been for you. But if you'll embrace it, if you'll receive it and embrace it and say, he came for me. Emmanuel wants to have a relationship with me. He is for me. He died for me. He wants to come and live inside of me. Yes, Lord, I want that. I want you to live inside me. I want you to save me. I want to be the person you want me to be. You can be saved today if you've never been saved. You can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit today if you've never done so. It all starts with you saying, Lord, I surrender to you. Take up your throne in me. They came to Bethlehem. There was no room at the inn. Is there room in your heart? The little song says, into my heart, into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. My friend, do you know this Jesus that we've been preaching about? Do you have a personal relationship with him? If not, there can't be a better time than Christmas Day to give your heart and life to Jesus. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I believe that you're God in the flesh who died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. And right now, Jesus, I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Come into my heart, forgive me, cleanse me, change me, be my Lord and Savior, and make me the person you want me to be. My friend, if you'll pray that prayer of surrender, I promise you on the authority of God's word, the Lord will come into your life and your life will never be the same. I'd love to hear from you, to know that you're watching, to know that God is using this broadcast to make a difference in your life, to know that you just prayed that prayer to receive Christ as Savior and Lord. Please take the time to call that toll-free number, write me, email me, let me know what's going on and how we can pray for you. You really are important to God, and you're important to us, and we're here for
1: you. Today's message, The Meaning of Emmanuel, is available in multiple formats when you call 877 877- or go to fromhisheart.org.
0: This month on From His Heart, we're in my new series titled Forever and Ever, The Reality of Eternal Heaven and Eternal Hell. The Apostle Paul said, there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. That means either heaven or hell awaits every person. And the reality is, eternity is a long time to be wrong. That's why so many people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior and God. I know this year has been a challenging one financially for many of us. Inflation has taken a big toll. And I'm amazed and humbled by how the Lord has allowed us to continue to share the reality of God's love to more and more people every year. Listen, the reach of From His Heart has continued to grow substantially on radio, television, and especially online during these past 12 months. And I'm excited about the real life-changing impact that we can make together in 2023. Please know that we depend on December's donations to close out our year strong and provide a solid foundation for From His Heart to reach even more people in 2023. Our December goal is $450,000. Now remember, I'm a volunteer at From His Heart and I'm a generous supporter. I take no income from this ministry. That means that every dollar you give goes to spreading the truth of Jesus further and farther in the months to come. Now, for your year-end gift today, I'd like to say thanks by sending you my new book of transcriptions from my series, Forever and Ever, The Reality of Eternal Heaven and Eternal Hell, along with the series in the audio or video format of your choice. Now, I believe these truths will encourage you to live for Jesus, to share the good news of Jesus, and to look forward without fear to his soon
1: return. Hey, thanks for your support, and God bless you. To thank you for your year end gift, we'd like to send you Pastor Jeff's new book of transcriptions from the four lesson series Forever and Ever: The Reality of Eternal Heaven and Eternal Hell, plus the series on CDs, DVDs, USB, or digital download. You can make your year end gift when you call 877 877- or go online for these resources at fromhisheart.org From His Heart is the viewer supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve who believes that no matter how badly you may have messed up in life God still loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life you can find out more at fromhisheart.org Real truth, real